right. The bottom line bombs on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge to get started today. And with that, we're going to get started right now. How about that? That was incredible. That's me. CJ Sullivan, your American Gladiator. Bottom line bombs. Welcome. I'm just saying words out of order. Context order. Uh, <laughs> that is the theme for the American Gladiator. Because it is American Gladiator show today here on the bottom line bombs. Not a full episode, but you know what I mean. Uh, I'm your host, CJ Sullivan. The picks with bits for tobacco use only, the bottom line bombs, and that was American Gladiators. Today, we're going to all recap some of the stuff that happens over the weekend. I'll preview the Stanley Cup Game 2, which is tonight, but mostly I want to talk about the 30 for 30 doc on ESPN that was the American Gladiator. So it'll be an elongated man in the box. So welcome everyone who's joining me on the YouTube on the Spotify's, on the iTunes, make sure you subscribe and like and all that stuff. So uh, we will be and later on in a little bit on the show. This is also exciting news. I'm gonna have my first ever guest in the box. I, I, I usually have a strict rule: nobody in the box, just the man in the box. But I'm gonna have. I'm, I'm gonna patch. I'm gonna patch someone else through to the box today. First interview ever. So that's exciting. That should, also, that should be worthy of that music. What's not? Uh, it'll be Adam Ridley, who is the editor of the 30 for 30 doc of uh, the American Gladiators, which happened on ESPN weekend. And if you haven't watched this 30 for 30 documentary, watch it. It's pretty fucking great. It's a two-parter. I'll get into, Well, I don't even want to get into it yet. But we're going to have him on. We're going to do an interview to because there's a hidden gem came out of this documentary, an old-fashioned scumbag, the quote-unquote founder of American Gladiators and uh, that he, this guy was Johnny Ferraro, whatever his name is. He, uh, he inspired me to have my first guest because, well, Adam really is a good friend and he does great work on these sports documentaries. He's also from last chance. You he's done things like that. But uh, when you got a scumbag like this, that's why I had him on for the scumbag coach from confidence. This guy, I'm like, well, that's it. I'll, I'll, I'll open up the box for guests to get, and it's to get anything, any more information on this Johnny Ferraro guy. So we'll get to that in a little bit, but first let's uh, talk a little bit about what happened real quick. Let's get into some actual, well, some actual sports. I like the, uh, Gladiators were not, but we'll talk about Nitro and Zap. 
Gemini and Malibu and all the boys and girls from the... Uh, why am I doing this voice? I got excited. Uh, let's talk about real quick the NBA finals. Got tied up last night. 1-1 Miami. It's so funny. It's so funny the uh, narrative, the media narrative that happens to it. Like Denver won game one. They crushed Miami because Miami had dead legs, which we had. We hit that bomb easily. We gave Denver minus nine. It was just an ideal setup. The team coming off a seven-game series, they're going to be tired going into Denver. Off a short turnaround in altitude, altitude. You got to play in the landing of the moon surface. And then uh, game two, Miami bounced back. They made adjustments. Bless was amazing. And now the narrative switches uh, immediately. The, the one from the Nuggets, we're going to be unstoppable to like, oh, God, what did we do? We might have gave this away. Now we got a fucking series. It's so funny the way they talk about it. ESPN has the NBA finals. So that's all you get is ESPN coverage. And that's basically what this is a blowback towards. TNT had the Boston Miami series. And it's so it's, it's sad when they got to go away and they like wave goodbye. Like they're going off the graduate summer vacation. Like, no, Barkley and Ernie Johnson and Shaq. Don't leave us. Kenny. No, at least keep Kenny around. Cause ESPN coverage is brutal. I'm not talking about the end game. I actually don't mind reading Mark Jackson, Van Gundy, but Stephen A. Smith and Greeny and fucking Jalen. They're just terrible. And they tried to be Barkley and Shackner. Obviously not. But the good thing is though, and I said this last night, once the game's over, Miami won the game. You can just turn it off immediately. You can put on literally anything else. You know, you're not going to miss a thing. Nothing, nothing viral is going to happen. That's going to be good or anything that you need to say. With that, with their post game, their coverage is horrendous. I mean, just those personalities are so bad. I love how ESPN is painting themselves into this corner, where they're firing thousands and hundreds of whatever, hundreds of reporters and personalities, and they're paying like five people all the money, and now people can't stand them. So Splasher is amazing. He's his coaching level. His his they're gonna talk about him like he's he's better than you know. Red hour back for crying out loud. And he is. John Wooden, he's all them are fucking nothing going to Spolastra. He made he did make an amazing move. It's so funny. So the narrative is the lazy narrative, as they say. Is you just gotta let Jokic score. That way he won't pass the ball. And that's kind of what they did last night. He scored 41, should have had 43 because that goaltending. Or 45, whatever it was. But he only had four assists. So then Rashawn uh Shelburne for ESPN asked him about that, and he fucking went off. <laughs> He's like, yeah, maybe to the untrained eye I'm sick of this, he does all this stuff Oh, whoa, take it easy But I get, like, we all like her But we hate ESPN, so sorry, you work for ESPN This is what you're getting Just plus she just starts screaming about that narrative But also, it's what it was uh, The untrained eye What a pr- fucking pretentious way to say Yes, my eye is untrained Train my eye, Eric Eric, will you train my eye to how to watch Jokic play basketball and why he does multiple things? Yes, my eye's untrained. It's also fucking red eye from alcohol, drugs. No. Anyway, then you got Malone on the other side, Denver. Denver spent half the, half the playoffs saying, why don't you talk about us? And then we talked about how great they were, and he was mad. No, we're not that great. 
I told you. Then they lo- lose last night, and he's like, I told you we're not that good. You guys laughed at me. Gee, well, which is it, Malone? Are you good or are you not? Tell us. Tell us. We'll we'll do it. The untrained eye says it's good. Um, the ESPN. So I'm liking the ESPN backlash that's happening. That's basically what uh, Miami was doing. Or Lester was doing. Like he just was, he, They just don't. They know game three is not till Wednesday. Like I just don't want to hear about this nonstop. That's all you guys do. Let's talk about the same fucking bullet points. So I should made some good adjustments though. Besides what he really did. The real adjustment was putting Kevin Love in to guard Aaron Gordon, and it worked. How the hell does that work? And that freed up Jimmy Butler to defend Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray did nothing. Jamal Murray, my MVP tickets, that's a, that's a literal bomb. That's not hitting. That is done, by the way. <laughs> I don't think there's anything Jamal Murray can do now to win the MVP. Just rip. Those tickets are ripped apart. Sorry, listeners, for that one. But Jesus, God. Um... So Butler defended Murray. He shut him down. So I like Denver to bounce back, but we'll get back into the That's Wednesday show. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. Um, yeah. I love when people are surprised with the ESPN backwards. Rashawn, like Shelburne. Was like, it was kind of, like what's Blesser said was right about the Jokic narrative, but you don't yell. You don't be snappy about that with the fucking untrained eye shit, but Hey, that's what you get for working for ESPN. It's like Pat McAfee taking that contract to, you know, taking a show to ESPN. He was surprised by the blowback. You just, he built. <laughs> Why are you, the entire thing was about how you're not, you're how you're against ESPN. Ah, I don't, don't go to ESPN. What? You, my listeners are like, they didn't realize I was lying when I said I don't care what I care about that shit. That's what's, well, I'll get into that in the second half. Well, I got to do some ad reads real quick. But like on tonight's show, tonight's show, it is tonight's show. It's a big interview in the box. We have, Adam Ridley from the 30 for 30 American Gladiators, which we'll have coming up in a little bit. Uh, we're also going to be at the Stanley Cup Game 2 bombs. And I might do another even man in the box. Uh, at the end, but we're going to have an extended man in the box for American Gladiators. Oh, but first, let me tell you about Edge Boost. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. It's the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Currently, it offers up to 2500 in betting advances, which can extremely be a valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with the increased bankroll. Get down some of your favorite futures without tying your bankroll for months. It's not some sleazy loan shark. They charge zero interest. Like I said, they're more like a, a loan dolphin, you know? Something like some girl gets a tattoo on her ankle of, with a, then gets a dream catcher and appropriates that culture. Do you know of a way you can access money to place in your favorite bet without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash edge. Must be 21 or older to use problem gambling. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we are back in the bombs. Getting into it, like I said, for the American Gladiator episode. Uh... I will talk about the gladiators in a second. This 30 for 30 documentary that is coming up. Um, just looking about some of the things I was talking about that. Yes. Because the, 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 the sports media during this time, the sports media becomes a huge thing. ESPN is going to fire a lot of people, by the way. I just read that. It's just, it's so disgusting what they do. They, the way they pay just fucking like Stephen A. Smith owns that network basically. And whatever you want to say about Stephen A. Smith, I don't care. 
What well, it's shock, it's weird how to me how so skip so the big news last week in sports media was Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp leaving Skip Bayless. And everyone's like, yeah, everyone hates Skip Bayless. And I get, and I get hating Skip Bayless. Of course, that's his role. That's what he does. What I don't get is why people give Stephen A. a pass and like he's like like he's doing performance art and Skip Bayless is not. Like they're the same fucking person. They do the same exact thing. Matter of fact, Skip Bayless taught Stephen A. Smith. He was like his mentor. And then he went off and whatever. They just, you know, ESPN's got a bigger audience, period. So when he does these things with Shannon Sharp, people are like, yeah, I knew Uncle was mad when he did this. We took his glasses off and he did, belittled him like that. I mean, I, I get, I'm sure the working relationship must be tough when you're fucking saying this nonsense to each other, but they also know that's part of the game. It's what it is. They don't believe in any of this shit. And then you have Stephen A. Smith. Like, I would, oh, put Stephen A. Sharp on the same. Stephen A. never. Yeah, he's like, he would love to have him on the show. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would. Stephen A. would love to have Shannon Sharp on his show for like a Tuesday afternoon segment with Chris Russo, maybe. He's not going to have him permanently on. That's what he does. He fucking. He wants to be the star. He makes all the money. There's not enough money, room, money for that. That's why he kicked off Max Kellerman to have rotating debaters debate him. So he could just be the the sole star, which, like I said, I don't care. Do it. Get yours. Be be a ridiculous human being. <laughs> That's fine. But you know what I mean. Like I just I I just don't get. I mean I get the hate for Skip Bayless. I just don't get how I don't get how people don't get him, but they get Stephen. I don't get it. It's the same. A lot of a lot of a lot of saying gets right there. And saying says hey, I know. See what Stephen A. said. He wants to become the greatest talent on air sports talent. Wants to get into acting. What are you talking about? People do whatever. I don't want to talk about the other the other media too much. <laughs> it's just so funny. I mean, they're screaming fake debates. They don't believe in any of this. Uh, anyway, let's, let's, I don't want, and I'm getting myself angry. I don't want to get myself angry on American Gladiator Day. What I do want to do, let's play that theme song again. How amazing is that theme song? God damn it. That's it. I'm I'm turning the bottom line bombs into an American Gladiator themed show from here on in until football starts. The second these NBA finals end, and that's when Shannon Sharp's leaving, by the way. I mean, as soon as these NBA finals, because you need me to, to fucking <laughs> you need me to defend the LeBron versus Jokic arguments of all time legacies. Um that's it. Turn right into American Gladiator. Straight for 30. 
And say no, welcome to the show. He said he loved the tennis ball gun event and American Gladiators. Yeah, you mean assault? Insano, is that what you mean? Assault? As you can see on the board, that zap with the tennis ball gun. Assault. It was like, yeah, it was assault. That was the that was probably the best event of American Gladiators. That's what he had to run through. Like he had to go get closer to the, he, the, the 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 gladiator nitro or something was on top of a huge you know tower there. And he shot these fucking tennis balls at you, and you would go side to side trying to get hit by those things and shoot a gun back at the thing. Shoot at a, at a bullseye above him and try to hit that, and then smoke would come up. So this 30 for 30, you got to check out. It showed goes through all the events. And let me, let me pull up some of these. Uh, who are your favorite? Some of those events. Let me see. Let me go through some of these events they did. If you don't remember American Gladiators, it was a show, obviously. Saturday mornings. One for kids. It had these roided up fucking, you know, all bodybuilders and... Uh, Wrestlers or football, ex-football players, you know, and they were just and they put in these crazy events like jousting, where they're hitting each other with a stick. They're playing this. Uh, what was the one? What was the fucking Powerball? They're it's basically trying to you know put this ball like dunking it like in a uh, in a basket while these fucking roided up monsters are chasing you. And they throw you to the ground and they fucking they roid rage on these people. These guys aren't getting paid anything. So it's like true, like American Ninja and all that stuff that happens now. But this was just all unregulated shit. Hank Tough, human can, human cannonball, dude. They would swing on this rope, legs coming flying right at some fucking bodybuilder who would have like this little umpire chest protector thing to swipe at his legs. And if you mistimed it, like Malibu did one time, he got absolutely fucking crushed legs right to his fucking head, knocked him off a 30 foot high balcony. Like what is going on? Ah, oh, swing shot. That's a nice, <laughs> the wall sky track. I'm just looking at some of these events, the gauntlet, you know, the diamond and well to be a gauntlet. Um, So these guys, I mean, so this 30 for 30 documentary, if you haven't watched it, I'll just go with you. These guys obviously are not treated well. The gladiators themselves. Your Vipers, your Malibus of the world, you know. They didn't have any insurance. They didn't have any royalties. They had to pay for their own injuries. They had this mash unit there inside the studio. It's a piece of the studio. And, like, you know, they break their hand and break their finger. Like, all right, get back out there, guys. What? Patch it up. Yeah, Larry Zonka, doing, he's like me, the sideline reporter. And he's, he's just there with a huge mustache and a fucking microphone. And he's like leaning in. He's leaning into a Titan as Titan's arm is broken. He's like, oh, man, did you climb the. Did you climb the. Gallop pole with that thing? The, the Herculator? Yes. Yes, I did, Larry. I, uh, I'm i getting paid $25,000 for the entire year. And I have no residuals for a thing that's on every lunchbox and every kid goddamn sculpt. They show. <laughs> I'm just looking at some of this stuff here. Um, 
so the events were fucking nuts. And then the people would line up and like, I, I don't know. I can't wait to get into this thing about this guy, Jerry Ferraro. So this Jerry Ferraro guy, like I said, he's the old school scumbag. Apparently he stole all these event things from this guy named Apache Dan, Dan Carr, who's like this huge body. That's the thing. They're all huge bodybuilders. And <laughs> so they're easy to manipulate. So they're easy to make them sign these terrible contracts, which they all did. So this guy, Johnny, made him sign all the, Malibu and Nitro and all these guys sign these awful contracts. Like, oh, you can't get out of it? If you don't, you got you to live up to the deal. That's what he said. He says these amazing things. Like, you took the deal. You got to live up to it. Why don't you leave then if you don't like it? Well, you just told me I have to live up to this deal or you're going to fucking sue me. He's incredible. So he tries to he tries to dictate this documentary, and I can't wait till Adam comes on a little bit. I'm going to ask him more questions about this guy because uh, because he was just was like, oh, you know, who, did you talk to? Because uh, oh, half the gladiators hate half the gladiators hate this guy Johnny. Half of them are dead. Obviously, a lot of them have tragic endings. I, I was shocked more watching this documentary that half all these guys were some of them were still alive, even though it was only like 15 years ago, and they were young then. Just to, I mean, can you imagine being these professional wrestlers and football players, but without any of the money? I mean, any of the money. They're interviewing people now, even with their lives turned around, like guys like Malibu. His life is turned around. He's still got a roommate. He's like, ah, keep it down. My roommate's back here. Hey, he's got a wife that doesn't speak English. Good, great story. So you didn't realize how hard it is. It is seventh season, but they shot the whole season like in three weeks. So they're there with concussions or they're doing these events. They're falling down in mats. They said one time the mats were like weren't blowing up, so they went to a hardware store and grabbed uh and grab leaf blowers to fill up the mats. <laughs> and you got the Atlas over there. It's like, yeah, no, that's no, great. Yeah, the mats got filled up all right. But there weren't enough to hold a 300-pound man flying off a 45-foot rope. And they would fucking get crumb crushed and crumbled. Thunder. Well, that was one of the saddest stories of this documentary. Thunder. One of the uh, gladiators. I mean, he's damn near crippled. He can't even stand up straight. He looks like he, yeah, I mean, he went through a war, which he did. He went through American <laughs> a fucking children's show war. No one's looking out for these fucking people. Electra, she was a model. She had her face shattered on one of these injuries because she's falling. She falls down with the, you know, with the contestant on her back and her fucking knee goes right through her face and like split her nose wide open. These people are falling 40 feet down. No one's regulating. You got these TV show producers. <laughs> um, just not regulating. They don't care. The mash unit. They, they, when they're interviewing the mash unit, too, and they're showing it there, and it's just, they just have a curtain. They have a tent up, you know. And the doctor's got a lab coat. And an, an American gladiator patch that that makes you think right away. Yeah, this guy might not be on the up and up. This doctor with a, an American glad what what medical school did you go to there? American gladiator. Oh, a second. Let me see if I. 
Um, geez, Louise, I'm getting fucking weird text. Um, <laughs> I gotta really come it up soon. Anyway, the American Gladiator approach. And then he's like, you know, he's got his finger stick. He's like, yeah, yeah, finger sticking out. Okay, we'll just uh, glue that. He looks like he used glue for these people. Then they asked Johnny, this, like I said, this Johnny Ferraro's comeback. He's amazing. He's like, well, you know, can't have the glory without the guts. Can't be a champion without bumps and bruises. The what? Champion of what? What are you talking about? The champion of the Annihilator? <laughs> My bones are broken. I have a fucking concussion. Yeah, well, you know, you're all you're all replaceable. We can put a mask over you and nobody will know the difference. That's what he says. Well, when we talk about this guts and glory thing. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh that's just a little preview of the American Gladiator 30 for 30 doc that I like like I said, it's incredible. I'm gonna have you get into it. Um and coming up, I'm gonna do a quick ad read and then I'll get into it, and then we're gonna bring in Adam Ridley of the Ridley Brother, famed Ridley Brothers, editor in chief of the 30 for 30 documentary. Not quite that, but I'll have to, I have to get him, I have to get him in and out soon. Let me do a quick ad read because he is uh he's feeding the homeless or something. He's not doing that. He's he's bring he's picking up a friend from the airport, which is actually more noble, more of a thing than I would ever do. Anyway, let me tell you about Underdog Fantasy real quick, and then we'll come back with Adam Ridley. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania Four is here, and Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. That's crazy. Plus, plenty of ways to win NBA and NHL MLB with their player prop. Parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasypromo.com promo SGPN. Thank you for watching, by the way, on the live, on live on YouTube. Make sure to smash the subscribe button and like that button. Now, without further ado, let's bring I'm gonna I'm gonna give Ridley some uh some more of that music. And then we're gonna bring him in. here right i am but i i see my camera isn't on yeah so your camera's sure. not on this is perfect american gladiator production what's going on <laughs> <laughs> um so what's going on do you have you can you fix it do you hit it do you know what's going I on mean, there okay so, so, something's happening yeah it's stop cam start cam um mm. 
This is riveting content. I'm sure yeah. for your viewers. Probably, <laughs> probably something we should have done beforehand. But that's this is it. This is exactly the way I want my first ever interview of the man in the box. First ever guest in a box. Here we go. Let me go side by side. Look at that. Black screen in a box. And then um <laughs> <laughs> to be the famed Adam Ridley. What's going on? Why is your camera not working? Did you not test it out? Is there a test out? Did you no, um, it is? It says the camera's on. I don't understand. Because look at it. I said stop cam is this. Right. <laughs> So I don't understand. Are you covering it up? We got a fucking no, no, shirt I over it. I did that. I did, yeah. Did you do the settings and test it? The whole thing. I uh, I did, uh, and I'm not sure. Yeah, I apologize. Go to the settings so. there, Streamyard, whatever it is, and try. Maybe it's not working with the Streamyard. Maybe you have it set up for like you know, you zoom and it's using a different camera. I don't know. I don't have to tell you. No, it said, "Can we use your camera?" And and so um. <laughs> All right, I think I just fixed it. How did you just? There we go. Oh my God, you did! There he is. <laughs> yes, sir. Look at that. It was Welcome. trying to connect my other screen. So. Oh man, yeah. I don't know if I should. There we go. Do you want to be in the box, Adam, or do you want to see your my great thumbnail that I made there of the American? <laughs> With Nitro, I see the. Uh, yep, <laughs> I got Nitro Zap, <laughs> Malibu Thunder, of course, on the ho motorcycle back when he could. Uh, well, that was probably uh, a prelude to things to come for Thunder, not being able to walk, as we saw. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, welcome. Glad I got everything worked out. Um, glad I can get you here. Thanks for having me. Yep. Just in time. The Degenerates are here. They're excited for this. Um, <laughs> I've had you on. Obviously, I was telling the story of off screen. Adam, really, uh, you do great work. You did a documentary for Thirty for Thirty with um, for the American Gladiators before you were on Last Chance. You. And uh, I had you come in my old show visitors locker room. He did a full hour on the great scumbag coach. Uh, I love scumbags. I'm like, that's what kind of, I'll, I'll have my first ever guest be Ridley to talk about. Cause this, cause this scumbag Johnny Ferraro is just one of a kind. One of those old, <laughs> those old school. Whisperer. Yeah. You are a scumbag whisperer. <laughs> and then you did this great show. He told us all these amazing stories. And then Netflix is like, yeah, no, you can't tell them any of that. <laughs> like yeah. shut down. And we had to scrap the whole interview. And luckily you told me this time, this is produced by Vice News, so who gives a shit, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're bankrupt as it is. They just got bailed out. Who cares? Fucking everything to the wall. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Um, so how'd you get connected with this? Did you know Ben Berman or did you? I what? did, yeah. We've been okay. friends for a long time. He he actually made the, Amer uh, the amazing Jonathan documentary. Yes, and yes which is great. Oh, you did? Yeah, that, that's amazing. great. Yeah. That's one where there's like yeah, th yeah. three of them going on at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. One, that thing was one amazing. With, uh, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I think actually there ended up being four that he cut out. It's, that's a crazy thing. <laughs> right. So we became friends on that and just friends of friends. And then he uh, he was looking for editors. And so I came in and sort of helped out for a few months uh, on this to kind of bring it home. You know, because as you, if your viewers have seen it, and I know you've watched it, it's a pretty ambitious thing. It's not a straight documentary no. about the American Gladiators. So no, it it's time to make. No, it's not. And I imagine, um, even though I've never made a documentary like this, but I am an expert in things that I've, I have no experience in. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, I imagine like, you don't want to go in with an agenda when you do a documentary, you kind of let the story goes where it takes you kind of a situation. Like, you know, a little bit what you want to do. Yeah, you would hope. I mean, like that's like the 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 political answer you say, but sometimes I mean everyone has an agenda or anything. You know, <laughs> I, I won't I won't put Ben's words in his mouth, but you know, basically the the how it went is that 
Johnny Ferraro pitched, uh, you know, doing a story to Vice, and Vice okay. this is great. They got Ben involved, and then you still have to sell to someone, so they ended up selling ESPN. But by doing that, you make a sizzle reel. So he did an interview with uh, Malibu. He did an interview with uh, um, Gemini, and then right. finally did an interview with Johnny. And right away, he met this guy, and he's like, "Okay, what, what's going on here?" You know, like, <laughs> so I think the agenda yeah. presented itself. <laughs> I got you. That's perfect. Now Johnny tried to control the narrative. The entire oh, time. Sure. He was hilarious. Famously, yeah. Yeah. His line is like, are you going to tell my story? Are you going to tell the right story? <laughs> <laughs> the right story. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those old scumbag, like old fashioned scumbags. We were talking about this before. Like, uh, that you just don't, that are, that, that are, you can see why they're charming if you have zero follow up questions to them. You know, like if you just like, because like he says the thing, like, yeah, that one part's hilarious where he's just like, yeah, you know what this is? This is an American story about two guys from Erie who, you know, just uh, had a little dream and we created this thing, how television's changed forever. And then Ben's like, yeah, okay, but there's not two guys here. There's one guy. Where's <laughs> where's the other guy? Oh, I, I well, legally... You won't let us interview. <laughs> right. Oh, I legally bought the rights to his life. <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. What? <laughs> I couldn't even believe you could do such a thing. That's amazing. Now I'm, now I'm just asking people on the street if I could buy their life to Right, so can never, yeah. I just don't want you ever talking about your life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that. No follow up questions. <laughs> no follow up questions. And he was, and the whole documentary itself is a king of which I think you guys were making fun of, which uh, knowing um, the comedy element of Ben and you guys, you probably were where like because he's the king of like I love that thing with the documentaries now where the. the the interview guy comes into an to a chair in an empty room, like walking uh, in, filming all that, yeah. sitting down. Yeah. Getting, okay, is this happening? Is this really going to happen? And then like, <laughs> boom! Oh man, can't believe he got. He does that for like every scene, and then it's like yeah, a exactly. fake background in a motel room. <laughs> Fucking hilarious! I'm for Johnny, <laughs> did you have any interactions with Johnny yourself? No, no. As, as an editor, he came I, in I post really afterwards. But but I, I well, actually the most interaction I have is if throughout the documentary you could hear phone call voicemail from Johnny. So like the opening <laughs> scene is like him walking around Venice Beach, stop, and he's like, I'm not gonna walk around Venice Beach, you know. So I was right. involved in a few phone calls with him, but you know, personally that's, I didn't interact. That's still pretty great though. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, because you can. I mean, that that's why. Like I, you know, I've I've directed stuff before, and it's just so exhausting because you're managing a personality with just mm. somebody like Johnny. So like. He's getting phone calls. Ben was getting phone calls every week. Like, you know, you need to interview this person because he's going to tell the great stuff. You're going to, you know, of course, that right. person is like, what, I, you know, his buddy from Erie that had nothing to do with the show. Like, <laughs> um, who ended up being great characters. So maybe they're right. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, yeah, it reminded, it reminded me of like, like when like a, like a murder suspect wants to tell you who, who the cops should be investigating. You know, I mean, like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the I mean, boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, I heard, she, I heard she had an ex boyfriend she wasn't too fond. Kind of, <laughs> and like yeah, some of those calls are great too. I heard you're going to interview Dallas. She knows nothing about you. Don't want nothing but bitching and complaining between Nitro and those guys. Exactly. <laughs> last thing, last thing you want is a bunch of negative energy with this show. Yeah, yeah. Well, the last thing you want is drama in your story. I don't know why you want that. I, yeah. Um. So talk about that if you can, but because half the half the gladiators hate hate this guy Johnny. They weren't they wouldn't talk to you, or they probably legally couldn't or whatever. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's like they were sort of involved at first, like yeah, during imagine. that. Like I was saying, that initial pitching stage, like they we interviewed Ice. Oh, you know, Lori, and so yes. we interviewed these people to like sell the project, and I think once they started like talking amongst themselves because i'm sure they're all on like group text chain you know former gladiators i don't know how that works but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> they were like oh we should you know like this is history is repeating itself why would we get involved with johnny again let's try to tell our own story so mm-hmm. not to plug another documentary they're actually making another american gladiators documentary those guys like nitro ice uh you know what jazz all the all the other people all that, that jazz all is that what's gonna be cool? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the so, real um, they're gonna tell the real story yeah yeah but yes. like to be honest like, sorry you nitro like, I, I got my i got <laughs> yeah. my fill do you have an elvis impersonator yeah. scumbag who stole all the money from everybody <laughs> no thank you then <laughs> yeah exactly and i think like art the documentary is better because these people aren't in it and for, right? you know unfortunately it added, know, like, it added it intrigue it, for sure exactly, exactly. are they dead are do they just have a you know like <laughs> A grief with them, a beef with one these guys. Real, one really interesting thing that we did that we ended up cutting out is that Ben cast a bunch of bodybuilders mm-hmm. and interviewed them like they were the other gladiators. So he took Nitro wrote a book. He took Nitro's lines and right. had an actor playing. He wasn't playing Nitro. He was playing like uh, you know Chainsaw. And and there's a guy named John Anderson who's in the documentary who's just called a bodybuilding expert. You know, you're like, who's this guy? But uh, he was a fake gladiator. Wait a minute. You, you, yeah. You're not talking about Jamie Chaos Lewis, the strength of no, no, no. are you? No, no, no. He, he's great. Okay. Uh, he's this, this is a guy. I think his name is John Anderson. Okay. Um, so anyway, long story short. So Chainsaw, part of the reveal, by the way, is a great gladiator <laughs> yeah, exactly. name. <laughs> like half the fun was coming up with fake gladiator names. Like, you know, like, like uh, if they didn't use it in Running Man, we could probably use it here. I don't know. <laughs> um, and so we had these characters that you, you know, as a viewer, you don't remember the gladiators. So you right. don't know who these people are. And then, you know, part of the first episode, there's a reveal that there was like replacement gladiators that they end up using. Yes. The that was a much bigger storyline because it sort of fed into the thing about how Johnny was like kind of a ruthless businessman. Right. It was all to say we had like a reveal that there ended up being these fake gladiators and that led to the, you know, us revealing that we didn't have Nitro and all those people. Mm-hmm. So it was like a fun, like stylistic choice that we ended up cutting out. Um, but, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought know, that just, would have been fun. There was that strike element too, when the gladiators strike to go against Johnny, you know, because he's not getting all the money. Then, then yeah, you had the alternative gladiators, the scrubs, if you will. Uh, oh, exactly. If, if they crossed the picket line, then the real gladiators tried to stop them. Then they fought like in competition style. <laughs> <laughs> They're in like the spheres, the yeah, yeah. Have to go through the, go through Powerball or the gauntlet to fucking <laughs> cross the line to make that ten k. Yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that strength historian. By the way, what an incredible job title, strength historian. Jamie yeah. Chaos Lewis, who's just, who's yeah. just breaking down the history of people getting in get fitness, which he's like, because yeah. he had an amazing line, like, yeah, there was all this fitness in the nineties, they didn't know what to do with it, you know, so we might as well, <laughs> so we might as well shoot tennis balls at each other. <laughs> That's a great point. I didn't think about like they, like the concept of like using muscles for right. athletic achievement. I hadn't been thought of till then. <laughs> we got all this muscle lying around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's just bash them into each other. Come on. Let's, <laughs> what else are they doing? I don't know. Football. I don't know. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Bouncer. Anything that doesn't make you twelve thousand dollars, we have to patch up your own broken bones without fucking Larry Zonka in your face. 
Oh man. <laughs> Where did you um, find that guy? Where did they find a guy? Anyone that's strength. You know, story. I, they were, they did that before. I think like, I think he was uh, referenced in an article about stuff. You know, it's really funny. Like back to what you're saying about agenda, like yeah. they were just Ben and, and his team and, and Kirk, uh, who's the co-director were like just throwing everything at the wall. So there is actually sure. an interview that I don't think made the cut of uh, with Peter Bogdanovich. Okay. No. The, yeah, the film director. Yes. And because I just, it was about nostalgia and uh-huh. like stories and stuff like that. So, like, this is all to say, like, they, there's a lot of <laughs> themes that were being explored that, you know, for whatever reason didn't make it or it did make it, you know. So, um, I think that was sort of what the, uh, the, the, the uh, mindset was for interviewing Jamie. Yeah, a lot of it did seem like a lot of it was thrown together, which I love it. Throw everything out there, anything you can, because uh-huh. we, we're not going back. It's, that's what it seemed like. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and Apache yeah, Dan, how did that wind up? Where Apache Dan get to, did get to do the interview? Like, because at first Johnny had the rights to him, he doesn't want he legally wouldn't let him in the documentary. And then did Johnny exactly. literally forgive him? Is that what happened after that news thing? Where, yeah, yeah. I mean, where, that literally, I think where Ben I went think on the news. It, Exactly. It became such like a story that I think Johnny realized. Yeah. Oh, bad like, this. You know, like all these guys, like they don't realize they don't quite have the self-awareness that, you know, right. You sort of need to, to maybe be a good person. So I think that's, he felt the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm sure some money was exchanged. I don't know the details, but I mean, come on. Sure, you of know, course. Like, <laughs> you want, I mean, you know, that first, buy, paid, that first uh, buyout of $500 in a room at the Imperial palace. Jesus. That sounds like, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Sounds like something you give your your kid as you go down and do a hooker or something. Like yeah, graduation <laughs> yeah, a gift. <laughs> but it was definitely fu- um, it was definitely funny for sure. Like uh, in that director too, Bob Levy. That was a hilarious line too. When oh, ben, he's the best. He was so funny. And then when Ben says that, like off camera, you're obviously Jewish, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh yeah. <laughs> we had a we did an employee screening or like a friend of family screening and Bob Levy showed up and he was wearing that same outfit. Oh like fuck yeah, he friend. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot he, of funny huge porn course. collection. Who Bob Levy? Uh, Bob, yeah, he would have like story. I don't think this made the cut either, but like he would have stories where he would just have like parties where he, they would just sit because he made tons of money because he was, also, you know, like back when you would do syndicated television, you just make tons of money. Right. Uh, and so he would have this huge house and just throw parties where they just watch porn. Oh <laughs> like hang out and drink. <laughs> Good Lord. What a, what a <laughs> that yeah. what an amazing party that must be though. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, yeah. Just doing blow with nitro watching uh, <laughs> Jenna Jameson. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Now I know why there are two sirens that were all both in Playboy. Yeah. I did my research. <laughs> I was amazed how many of these gladiators were still alive, to be honest with you, because they all had hard knock lives, you know. Even the, even the success stories I was saying, like Malibu, that was the hilarious part. I was like, keep it down. My roommate's back here. Your oh, roommate? Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, God bless Not him. Not a lot of money in uh, Mortal Kombat sequels, apparently. <laughs> <but>, uh, yeah. <laughs> But he has uh, a happy ending. He found a no. He does you know, have a very yeah. happy ending. He found a beautiful yeah. wife. That, beautiful wife that doesn't speak English. That was great. Amazing for Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm rooting for him. And and that was that was also one of the biggest surprises. Like after the show went off the air, did you guys know about this going into that that dinner theater in Orlando? That was what? Oh no! When we found out about that Woo! with like aliens, oh my god! And then the, when we found the footage of that, like our minds were blown. That was huge. That was so great about the story. It's like all like 
Dan Carr wrote a book we had no idea about. You know, right. like all these things that yes. kind of we discovered through the course of it. But yeah, that dinner theater. Oh my gosh. <laughs> incredible. Yeah. The gr- Dan Carr, <laughs> Apache Dan, the greatest writer that sports writer from Erie, Pennsylvania has ever read, by the way. I'm like, I kind of want to get this book. All right. (laughs) The arm wrestler you're talking about? Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, that Orlando Um, dinner theater singing, it was just, it was fucking amazing. Like I can't believe it, but and I love his strategy. Like, yeah, I wanted to go to Disney where there's where there's mice, and I wanted real humans. Really, you want to go to the one place where they where they have cheesy entertainment kind of monopolized? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, go to Iowa, go anywhere. He goes oh, Orlando. Man. I mean, that's the best thing about Johnny is that he just American Gladiators works so well because of how quote unquote simple it is, meaning. You don't need aliens in it. Like, why? He was just trying to gussy up this, like, right. uh, he, you know, he was trying to brand dog food. He was trying to make a movie that, you know, like all these things. Like, what are you doing? You don't know what you have. I know. Right. Yeah. He does. That <laughs> comes in the documentary. He's just plugging all these things. And I was like, what? Why? That, that didn't even make yeah. any fucking sense. It's a brand. Yeah. It's a brand. It doesn't mean just slap it on a table or like the object. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. He was just so funny. And it's, I tell you the, the 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 most overall thing I got out of besides Johnny being a scumbag is how easy it is to manipulate these uh, meatheads. Too, by the way, like it's like they almost forget mid-interview. Like Jeb and I is like, "Hey, you didn't talk to Nitro? How come you didn't? How come you didn't talk to Nitro? Oh wait, no, I know, I remember why. That's right. <laughs> he, <laughs> he got totally fucked, and he hates him. That's right. Okay, now it's making sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, we were exploited for years. Yeah, and, right. Uh, that's right. Pumping right. our veins for little jugs, drugs yeah, that are it, now uh, with destroyed our lives, and half of us are dead. That's right. Okay. All right. Now I got you. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Well, Adam, I know you got to go pick a buddy up at the airport. One of the most saintly <laughs> things you could do in Los Angeles. So I, I should have made up you. something else. I get, like, I oh, know I have a meeting at Spago with no, uh, whoever. <laughs> right. I mean, you might as well say you went, you're going to the homeless shelter to help feed, for, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hand out turkeys or something. That would be, yeah. that actually would be less noble in Los Angeles than picking someone up at LAX. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's beautiful. Ugh. Thank you for coming on, Adam. Be- the good Ridley, as we have Bill Cruz yes, is saying you. right here. Good to see you. <laughs> Let me put that Who said there. that? Sorry. Bill Cruz just commented in there. Oh, yeah. put- Let me put it up on the screen. He says, "He says good to see you." I I added the good Ridley. That's why. I- that's oh, why. I prom- nice. Okay. That- yeah, well, there's good in there. That's why. What- <laughs> that- that's how I promoted us in-, in my in our text thread in our Chicago comic fantasy football league for thread. I go. I'll have the good oh, Ridley on today. <laughs> and I texted your brother Ryan, by the way. Shout out to Ryan, and uh, um, <laughs> and so I uh, I told him that you were going to be on. He's like, "Yeah, I heard. I know." He was <laughs> not excited to support the family. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Still, still, still doesn't. Anytime I bring up Renfield, he goes into a depression for five minutes. So anyway. I, I don't yeah, know. What I don't you know do? Do. But hey, it's uh, streaming on Peacock, so I love Renfield, uh, dude. We saw it in theater. We loved it. We were part of that opening box office. Yeah, I said, I said, you guys were the ones that went that weekend. <laughs> well, <laughs> they went, up, they went up against Italian plumbers. Not easy, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Adam. Yeah, anything John else? Wick, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's John up? Wick as well. I was just going to say, yeah. is there anything you want to plug? Any upcoming projects or anything like that? 
no. I mean, my brother and I are working on something, but I won't come out for a year. And uh, I don't know. You can have me back on. We can talk about that. I'll, I'll we'll try to make it sports related somehow. You don't have to make it sports but related. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you on together fighting each other. That'd be great. That'd be perfect. Oh, there we go. Glad <laughs> <it is. laughs> All right, Adam. Well, thanks for joining, everybody. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. First ever guest Bye. in the box, Adam Ridley. Oh, what a pleasure. I'm yes. honored. Right. Now get out of here. Bye. <laughs> there it was. Look at that. I should play some a bomb sound effects. I play that. I mean, good lord. So I gotta play that song again. Ladies and gentlemen, from Gladiator Arena in Los Angeles, California. Oh man, don't think you're not going to hear that song at the end as well. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Adam. Really, I mean, it, like I said, if you haven't seen that Thirty for Thirty, it's well worth your time. It's a two-parter, but it, there's so many twists and turns with that scumbag Johnny Ferraro and Patchy Dan and all the. Gla- I mean, it's just, it's more than just, it's more than just sort of straight up nostalgic. You know, hey, remember this show in the Gladiators? And there's some of that, but they get that out of the way, and then it gets the fun, just absolutely con artist. Anyway, all right, welcome back uh, to the Man in the Box, Bottom Line Bombs. I guess that's technically a Man in the Box, but I was my first ever guest. Um, so let's get let's lock it. No, no, we're not in the box yet. What am I doing? I still have to talk about these, those hockey bombs because the Stanley Cup is tonight. Well, let, me, let me stretch back out, then I'll go back to the box. Um, I'm gonna give out, I got to give out these bomb picks real quick, then I'll go to the box. I'm not really sure what I want to talk about in the box. Uh, Vegas won game one. We won that one. And uh, even better for us, Jordan uh, Marchessault, who I gave out for Con Smythe, is the, uh, he scored the opening goal, so now he t- he's tied with Vegas for the most points. And he was at 9-1 to one when we gave him out, and now he's at 4.5-1. to one, So that's good for us. We got closing line value, as they say. Uh, game two tonight in Vegas. Line is minus 131 for Vegas, plus 119. So it's a little more. Vegas a little more favored. Five and a half is the over. Plus 330 to go to overtime, which I'm kind of looking at. And there's a lot of props we, we like here. So let me give out some quick. So let me tell you real different. So we liked Vegas Saturday for the game one. Um, we said Saturday night in Vegas, you get there, they come out hot. It's a laser show, the whole thing. It's a it's a whole vibe. But if anyone goes to Vegas for the weekend, they you know Monday is a completely different vibe in Vegas. Monday is a nightmare. After the weekend, then you're trying to get home. That the flight back from Vegas compared to the flight to Vegas, you couldn't have a more difference of attitude, a collective attitude. I compare it to like what I, I was. <laughs> I used to go hiking back when I can move a little bit. 
going down the hill compared to the people going up the hill. You look at people going up the hill, they don't want to talk down. They're like, oh, God, there's some pain. Down the hill, you're cruising. Ah, this is great. A little gallivanting, a little walking. The flight back to Vegas is a night. You're like, just kill me. You want to you commandeer the plane on that flight back from Vegas and have the pilot fly into the New York, New York casino and recreate 9-11. Take us out. Take us all out. Let's jihad this motherfucker. I lost all my money. I feel like dirt. <laughs> that might have been a bit much. But I'm saying Monday in Vegas is a different vibe. And that's tonight. So now's the hangover game. Game two. So I want to take Florida at plus 120 to even this thing up. Let's bomb that. Because I said this series is going seven. Vegas did look a lot better. Vegas... So Florida will make it, but that's hockey. What I like more is over five and a half. I'm going to give that out too. Over five and a half. Because Vegas is going to have a lot of shots on them. But I think Florida, Florida is just going to, you know, it's, it's you don't want to get too crazy into the analysis when it comes to hockey. When it's got the pucks and it's a puckum game, pucks are bouncing around, puck, puck, puck. You just, you just stay true to the system. I think this game is going seven. So for that to be the case, Florida's definitely going to have to tie this up. Uh, a third bomb we're going to give out this game. So we're giving out Florida plus 120, over five and a half. We're going to give out the first period over one and a half is minus 120. This one I really like. This has happened six in a row in Vegas because this is another thing with Vegas. They have that laser show beforehand, like a stage show. It's like Cirque du Soleil. They come out, everyone's feeling great. This one, when you get off the plane, you're hitting the bar. You're spinning the wheel. Hey, I want 50 bucks. And then everything goes bad after that. So we'll do one, over one and a half first period for drinks at the bar before you hit the tables. And then you get fucking around. Um, if you want to do some props, I'll give some of those out too. I'll give out uh, Alex Stone over two and a half shots plus 110. He had seven in the first game. I think he's going to keep going. Shea Theodore over two and a half shots. Plus 120, we'll give out that. So that's five. Um, and we'll give out our guy Marchesaw again because we're going to ride Marchesaw this entire series all for one point. Over half a point. That's minus 150. Let's get him that con Smythe. Bomb it. Whatever the con Smythe is. Like we said, those Canadian trophies. I mean, the, all the, the the hockey trophies, they're all named after Canadian, like, old prime ministers and viceroys and shit. The Lady Bing and the Narc Norris and the Sir Francois Chris Campbell. What? What's that mean? Oh, it means he was the best left wing. Why don't you say that? Guys, we like this. Anyway, with that being said, I have to uh, has, hasten up the show. Not hasten up the show. Quick up the show. That's not that's not, these aren't sentences either. Quick up the show. What? Wait, education is just gone. Now we're in the box. Welcome to the man in the box. And once again, thank you for everyone who did join the show live. JC from KC. Who said the Cgenerates are are here? Let me get that up there. Then detonate the bomb, yes, sir, JC. Say no, Bill Cruz. Everybody, <clears throat> the untrained eye, Spalestra. 
Um, what do I want to talk about the man in the box? I talked a lot about 30 for 30 with the American Gladiators. That should be most of my man in the box and scumbags. But I have a couple things I wanted to talk about. Um, mainly a golf bet and people in gambling. I golf this weekend, my Saturday. My Saturday cash game, the Roosevelt and Griffith Park. I was driving there, and this guy, this guy uh, on the road on Franklin had a had his trunk open, wide open, driving down Franklin with his trunk popped straight up vertical. And I pull up next to him in the light to tell him, like, I better tell him, hey, your trunk's open. So I pull up next to him with the window down. <laughs> Before I could even say two words, hey, did you, did you know? Hey, did you know? He gave me a look. In reaction, like I was the ninth person to tell him that in the last 30 seconds. <laughs> I continued on. He's like, hey, did you? Yes, I know. My trunk's open. A guy hit me. I got in an accident. I can't shut it. It's way. Okay. All right, buddy. Jeez. Just trying to be a good Samaritan over here. I know. Thank you. I shouldn't be upset with you, but it's very frustrating. Okay. All right. Then I looked, I looked down in his, uh, his bumper, of course, was absolutely mangled. I'm like, oh, I see. This accident is fresh. You just had a fresh accident, and you can't open your trunk. Because it wasn't like an SUV, like a hatchback open. Like, of course, he knew the trunk was open. So I felt a little bad, but then I laughed about it. But yeah, he probably doesn't need to be reminded of this. But I wanted to help out, especially in Los Angeles. People drive around here. I said before, the turn signals. People pull up the turn signal on after they make turns out here, like they're showing a declaration of achievement. And then they, they, but people are so fucking into themselves here. Jesus, that took me a while to curse like that. It's like they're in their own video game. I, coming out today, I pulled left onto uh, Hollywood to get out of my place. And this truck, I mean, he damn near clipped me coming the other way, making his left. Like, oh, I got to go this way. Everyone's like a character in their own video game. Where no one else are, pe they don't think anyone else are people. There's like things to bounce off of and to get out of their way. This fucking maniac almost clipped me because he wanted to cut the angle. Hey, I'm sorry, I gotta go here. Oh, do you? Sorry, I have to be. I have to live in a society with people. Speaking of which, I talked earlier about my uh, constraints online, like with comics. Now that I do these man in the box videos and I put them online, YouTube shorts and all that shit, and Instagram reels, you have to do the, you have to do this stuff, especially in comedy. And it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. One, you got to edit all the time. You got to put all the shit out there. And people didn't have to do this back in the day. I don't even know what I'm doing. But what's a nightmare is now you get now now the public sees it. Now it's just all comments and YouTube comments, and they're and they're never positive. I mean, even if they are positive, they're still a little crazy. No one no one goes no one logs in to post something positive. They always do some absurd trolling. I'm like, what am I going to interact with these people? They're the kind of people that comment on YouTube. So that happens on Twitter as well. This one, the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. And thank you for everyone who is listening to the Bottom Line Bottles. Make sure you subscribe and give five-star reviews. I need all that. I need everything for the algorithms. Um, our man, Boston Capper, if you follow this show, he does a golf analyst. Yesterday, Danny McCarthy had 100 to 1. I had 100 to 1 fucking ticket on this guy to win. And he blew the lead. He lost in a playoff. I hedged out a little bit, but whatever. Not as much as 
I should have in retrospect, but <laughs> this Boston capper who recently had a, uh, a, a serious health scare. He had a heart attack. I wished him well and all that. Do the whole thing. Private message. Go. And even now, a day later, I'm still rooting for you, Boston capper. But I wasn't yesterday because he tweets out. And he, and he, I think he personally jinxed. Like, oh, this tournament sucks. McCarthy just won it. You know, basically, get rid of this tournament. Fucking McCarthy's the winner. And then he blows it. And I'm like, you motherfucker. A hundred to one ticket on this thing. And I hate. So this is my, the worst people. in What's, what's worse? The guy who texts you congratulations that you won your bet early on before it happens and jinxes it that way. Or the guy who does the good game, bruh. As we have a guy in our fantasy football league who does that blue steel cow Boland. The man who uh, designed my logo, by the way. He could game, bros. He tries a reverse game. You got this, bruh, to know you're going to lose that way. Ah, uh, you won. Don't worry about it. It's all wrapped up, and I lost. The guy who's, like, personally against you to win his whatever the fuck he wanted to win, his $5 bet. So, anyway, that happens. He blows it, and I, of course, blame him, Boston Capper, not McCarthy, for blowing the game, blowing the round of golf. That would be the sensible thing to do. That's how gamblers do. I'm blaming the guy who jinxed it. And I said, I take back all my well wishes. And I, I showed, I thought, pretty great restraint by not wishing him another heart attack. I thought I was a pretty good guy for doing that. That's me, your man in the box. Your uh, you're good guy. <laughs> well, anyway, where am I at here? Where am I at with time? Do I have time to get into Aaron Rodgers and Taylor Swift? I'm at an hour. I'll save that for Wednesday. Uh, every show, every uh, Monday and Wednesday, live at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern. We started a half hour earlier today so I can sneak Adam Ridley in. My first ever guest in a box. Guest in a box. Shout out to Adam Ridley. Make sure you watch the 30 for 30 of American Gladiators. It's on demand. It's on ESPN. It's on all the things. It's, it's, uh, it's great. Um Wednesday, I'll, I'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and Taylor. Bill Cruz, you'll come back for some Taylor Swift talk, some Swifties. It's great that the only concerts people can see are if you pay 30000 for the elites and you can pay $30,000 a ticket. That's a, that's a good, good system we have going on. Anyway, um, a reminder to subscribe and give me five-star review. Give me a five-star review. Just leave any review. I don't care if it's five stars or not. Uh, for the bottom line bombs and my YouTube, my Instagram, CJ Sullivan was taken. Twitter, at CJ Sullivan underscore. At CJ Sullivan, period, at bottom line bombs on YouTube. TikTok, the whole goddamn thing. CJ Sullivan, you'll find me if you want to. Um... I have another podcast with Blackout Diaries with Sean Flannery. Great drinking story podcast. Subscribe to that. You can find that anywhere pods are told us as well. Um, other than that, I don't have anything to really to promote. I'm not going back on the road for until July. So uh, we'll get shit together. Uh, I do want to say my edge. I got to thank Edge Boost again for sponsoring this episode. Uh, my double down play of the day is over. First period, one and a half goals, Vegas and Florida. Edge boost your neighbors to double down your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com backslash edge. And with that,
are part of my box. Ladies and gentlemen, from Gladiator Arena in Los Angeles, California, 